0: What's up, everyone, and welcome to the weekly Q&A. For our first question, Mr. J.D. Rice asks if it would have made sense for Maul to appear in Obi-Wan Kenobi.
1: Obviously, this is coming off of that Hollywood Reporter article that said like they had some source that was saying that Maul was going to be a major part of the show and then was written out during a retooling. But then Lucasfilm employees came out and said, like, nope, that was never going to happen. He never came in to shoot anything. Uh, but would Maul have fit at all, anyway?
0: I don't know that he has a place in in this show. Like it, he's had his time.
1: That we we have had a lot of Maul content. To be fair, we've had a ton of Vader content, and you know, Maul has a very intense uh, and long lasting relationship with Obi Wan. But yeah, I just don't think it would have made sense because in Star Wars Rebels. I feel like it's pretty clear he had no idea Obi-Wan was still alive after the Clone Wars. He just seemed like crazy and obsessed and was like, he didn't know what to do with himself. So he's like, I guess I'll find out if Kenobi's still kicking around and I'll go kill him if he is.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't think about that. But yeah, this is going to be about Obi-Wan and Vader. Yes. And and the Inquisitors. But it there's there's really no room in the storytelling for for Maul to be in this, in my opinion. I,
1: I agree. We have six episodes. I think it very much, it needs to be about Obi-Wan and Vader, and that needs to be the core focus. And even all of the like little plot synopses we've gotten so far is Obi-Wan is still reeling from his greatest failure uh, with Anakin turning into Darth Vader. Like That sounds like it is the focus of the show. And I, I think it's smarter to... Keep that focus instead of having it like a greatest hits of all of Kenobi's enemies from the past.
0: Yeah. And I also feel like with a show like this that's going to be featuring Vader as like the main big bad, that's going to if Maul were in this, that would totally downplay Maul as a villain. And we don't want to do that.
1: That would be kind of funny, though. If he like gets overshadowed again, like he's chasing Kenobi around, and he's <laughs> like, "I'm too busy to deal with you, Maul." And he, it's like in uh, the Lego Batman movie when uh, the Joker says, "Like I'm your greatest arch ne- ne- nemesis," mm-hmm. and Batman's like, "Oh, greatest?" And like he doesn't feel like they're on the same level. Their relationship is lopsided. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how <laughs> I think Kenobi would view Maul in that moment. Is like, dude. I'm trying to deal with Vader. Like, get yeah. out of here.
0: Every time we see Obi-Wan fighting with an Inquisitor or Vader, Maul's back there going like, yeah. yeah.
1: Can, any, any room for me? <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. It, it feels like if Maul were in this, then he either wouldn't get enough focus uh, or the focus would be too split and it wouldn't have done either Vol, Vol, either Maul or Vader justice.
0: I and, like Vol.
1: Yeah, that's their couple name.
0: Make them one If they join character. forces. There you go. I mean, that's,
1: <laughs> we need like the Kenobi Sinister Six to come together <laughs> and, and fight Kenobi. Um, but yeah, that, that whole Hollywood Reporter article was so weird because it was just like sources say, but then in the article it says, and a Lucasfilm source also said this wasn't true. Like, I mean, I'm sure they had someone at Lucasfilm suggest that. Or else they wouldn't have written it. But it's so weird to be like, one person said this and then as a foot now it's like, and someone else said that that wasn't true. Mm-hmm. And then people on Twitter, Lucasfilm employees saying like, it totally isn't true. Yeah. So I was like, why did you even write that? That was a weird article.
0: I think every once in a while they have a, a big wheel and they spin it. <laughs> And whatever it lands on, they're like, cool, let's make up a rumor about this. Yeah, it's
1: like a Mad Libs. They just like pull names out of a hat and it's like, who was almost in Kenobi?
0: It was Maul. <laughs> <laughs> Eldad, Brandon Velasquez, and Nix Hex all want to know if we'll get a backstory on Reva and the other Inquisitors in Obi-Wan Kenobi.
1: I think that's likely. I, I think that, I mean, we, I think we talked about this somewhat recently that, you know, all of the Inquisitors are fallen Jedi. It it wouldn't surprise me to know or to learn that Kenobi knew some of them.
0: Yeah, could be. I, I don't know that we're going to learn too much about them, though, because it's pretty obvious that they're just supposed to be bad guy Jedi hunters. Well,
1: the third sister specifically, I'm sure she seems like she got the focus in the trailer. So I think that she will probably have a story. I'm not expecting the fifth brother or the unnamed one or even the Grand Inquisitor to have an arc because the Grand Inquisitor's story is more in Star Wars Rebels. Mm -hmm. The third sister, I kind of think, will be similar to the second sister in that she will have an arc. She will change, and so we might need to know where she came from.
0: Yeah, it would be interesting, especially if, yeah, her and Obi-Wan knew each other.
1: Which... Is, I guess, kind of unlikely. There were 10,000 Jedi, so, you know, I'm not expecting that he knew all of the Inquisitors. They saw
0: each other at the mess hall at some point.
1: Right. (laughs) They had a passing, like, knowledge of each other. I would like it if he knew the Grand Inquisitor, just because I think it's weird that I I, I talk about him a lot and his days as a Jedi, because we know he was a member of the Temple Guard, and I'm like, it's weird that I just keep calling him the Grand Inquisitor, but I I have no other name for him, so <laughs> mm-hmm. I have to.
0: Aaron Oania and Robert Bush ask what they should watch and read to get ready for Kenobi.
1: There isn't a whole lot in canon. Uh, I- I'll give you some Legends suggestions as well. But yeah, I-, I think that this whole Kenobi series story has been in development for so long in- at some stage or another that they were like, let's hold off on any Obi-Wan Kenobi stories. Mm-hmm. So there are a few issues from the original 2015 Star Wars run uh, by Jason Aaron. I think that's issues 7, 15, and 20, I believe. Uh, it's kind of like his journal. Um, I think it takes place probably before the Kenobi series. Um, that That's kind of it for <laughs> canon stuff.
0: I mean, we we talked about it the other day. Like, I really am getting excited to rewatch the prequels, obviously, just to refamiliarize myself with uh, Obi-Wan and Ewan McGregor specifically as Obi-Wan uh, and, like, where he leaves off at the end of episode three. But I think I am kind of interested in going into the Vader comics and just getting an idea of, of what's going on with Vader at this point in time.
1: That's actually a great idea. I was considering just Kenobi stuff, Obi-Wan Kenobi stories. The Darth Vader comic run by Charles Soule is A, amazing. Uh, B, yeah, it's dealing with Darth Vader and he will be a significant part of the series. It also talks about the Grand Inquisitor and the Inquisitors as a whole, kind of an introduction to them. So yeah, that's a 25-issue run that is fantastic and will probably give you a Good idea of where Darth Vader's head might be at, even though it's pretty well before the series takes place. Mm-hmm. I'd also maybe recommend the Ahsoka book by E.K. Johnston. There is a chapter about Obi-Wan in there. Uh, there's also an Inquisitor in that story.
0: Bale's is in it.
1: Bale's in it. It's- and it, it, it just gives you a good idea of you know the state of the galaxy. So anything like that, Ahsoka, the Bad Batch, Fallen Order, might be good to check out
0: which you can watch us play, specifically me play, uh, every Tuesday this month. We're doing a Fallen Order playthrough.
1: And for Legends stuff, I would recommend Kenobi, the novel by John Jackson Miller. Uh, That one is kind of a... It's got a good bit of greatest hits about a lot of people that Obi-Wan has known as well as Tatooine and its history during that time. I don't think any of it's really going to play into this series, but it's still a good book.
0: The Jeep Wrangler 4xe. It's electrified.
1: So you can boogie, woogie, woogie up a mountain, over creeks, or boogie, woogie, woogie woogie through a desert where you get bit by a pit viper. So you boogie-woogie-woogie back to camp and ask your friends if they'll suck the snake venom out. When they say no, you boogie-woogie-woogie to the nearest hospital for a dose of anti-venom. And boogie-woogie-woogie your way to a full recovery. The Electrified Jeep Wrangler 4xE. Learn more at jeep.com. Jeep is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC.
0: Eli is do or do not seven wants to know how Obi-Wan will tackle helping those around him without using the force or his lightsaber in the series.
1: Speaking of the Kenobi novel, that's one of the really fun things to see him do. It's like in his early days on Tatooine and he runs into problems and he's grappling with you know this idea that he wants to help people who can't help themselves. That's like like the the grand Inquisitor says, it's just an itch that they can't help themselves. They can't just sit by and let injustice stand. Uh, so him finding creative ways to, Hide his usage of the Force or his lightsaber. Uh, that's a a highlight of the, that novel for me.
0: Mm, I I don't really see him sneakily using the Force itself to like help people uh, around town. We we did see that moment in the trailer where it looks like he's working on something, and there's like a bunch of people walking around. So maybe he's just offering up free labor <laughs> to keep himself busy, to keep his mind busy, and to also help people in that way.
1: I See, I think that we're not going to see him using the Force on Tatooine. My current theory is that the Inquisitors will show up for whatever reason, and then he needs to lure them away. So I kind of think he's going to go off to other planets and be very much like, look at me, using the Force, <laughs> waving my lightsaber around, like trying to make a big scene. But we also do see him in the teaser using a blaster instead, which we know he thinks is so uncivilized and... <laughs> Uh, against his nature,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so I think we're going to see a mix, but I don't know that we're going to constantly see him having to hide his abilities.
0: What if we get a, a broom boy call out and we just see him subtly use the force to to get the broom and then sweep in his cave?
1: <laughs> yeah, he. I wonder if he uses the force like a lot in his little <laughs> hut. Yeah, just so just to let it all out, and then whenever he's outside, he's like, no force, Obi Wan.
0: Yeah, we're definitely going to see him meditate and use the Force in that way. Sure. Mitchell Mueller and Caleb Diaz ask for tips for their first time going to Star Wars Celebration.
1: Yeah, so Celebration tickets went back on sale this past week. Saw a lot of people uh, getting tickets and announcing that, yay, we're going to make it, and a lot of people that we're looking forward to seeing there. Um, This is only our third Celebration, but I... I don't know. I just tell people to see as much as you can. Like, you're gonna be exhausted these days. Mm-hmm. Just accept that. <laughs> Push through. <laughs> Hydrate yourself. Yes. Eat enough. Um, but try to do as much as you can. Go to some of the smaller panels. Like, I guess my advice would be don't stress out too much about the big, big panels and getting into those. Mm-hmm. Like, even if you're not in the main room. I love watching videos of people reacting to trailers when it's like they're just in the the convention hall watching the big screen together and it's still a huge crowd mm-hmm. there's still so much energy like people make a big deal about getting into the room and it's fun but you're going to have fun no matter where you watch it.
0: Yeah. Wear comfortable shoes, bring a back like a comfortable backpack because if you're planning on spending any money which you know most people are there's a lot of cool stuff to buy there uh make sure you have a way to carry it around so your like arms aren't full the whole time um what should else should have asked Maybe. our friend
1: zach our friend zach got a tattoo last time and he probably had some advice he might he got it he on would his say, leg. don't do that yeah well he he got one on his leg and he regretted that so keep tattoos what like Above the waist, arms and face only.
0: Yeah, <laughs> especially if you're going to be doing a lot of walking. Uh, if you want to, you know, get things signed, like if you have a poster or something, make sure you have like a poster. Mm, yeah, uh, a poster tube. Tube.
1: That's, a, that's great advice because even if you're not going to get anything signed, there's a lot of chances to get just cool posters. They, they hand will, them out a lot of times.
0: Yeah, you will get free posters. And I,
1: I think... Both times we've been to Celebration, we've had to go to the UPS store to get a poster tube or something. So like if you have one ready, then you won't have to worry about it.
0: Yeah. And yeah, hydration is really good too. I don't know if they're going to be selling drinks in the exhibitor hall like they did last time because of COVID, but fingers crossed because there's nothing better than like having a beer and walking around. (laughs) (laughs) Super fun. Yeah. On to YouTube questions. Jedi Spartan thirty eight wants to know why we didn't see Clone Commandos in the Clone Wars.
1: Yeah, that's interesting because they were created in the universe before the Clone Wars series came out. So why didn't we ever see them? Technically, the Bad Batch are Clone Commandos, um, and ARC Troopers are ARC, uh, Advanced Recon Commandos. But yeah, we never saw the Clone Commandos until the Bad Batch, and I guess they just didn't want to make new models. That that would probably be my guess. A lot of the Clone Wars came down to uh you know, we we had to make up clone or Jedi armor because cloth and robes were just too expensive <laughs> to animate every episode.
0: Yeah. And I mean, they had so many different kinds of clone soldiers in the Clone Wars, they may have just said, "You know what? That's one too many." <laughs>
1: So many of that, there were a ton of different types, but a lot of them were just, you know, color changes, color swaps. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that was kind of part of the reason they did the Clone Wars. It's like, hey, we just made one model for like our entire cast. (laughs) So uh, I I would guess that maybe it was just a limitation on making a brand new model that they didn't want to pull the trigger on. But I'm hopeful that since they did it for the Bad Batch, we will continue to see clone commandos appearing in the Bad Batch. Mm
0: -hmm. Maybe they're just too cool and they didn't want them to overshadow the other main clone characters. Honestly,
1: that's possible. Like the clone commando teams that we tend to know of, Delta and Omega Squad, like and the Bad Batch, they were usually sent off on special missions. And this question does uh, specifically ask, like, why didn't they go uh, to the Citadel to help out there. That seems like something they would have been specialized for. Uh, Maybe all of the clone commando units were tied up, doing even more special missions. Mm -hmm.
0: Charlie the Unicorn asks if we'll see Padme in Kenobi.
1: I doubt it, or at least not played by Natalie Portman. It is kind of like the Maul question. I definitely think that there's more room for Padme to appear than Maul, Mm -hmm. considering Kenobi, Anakin... Padme is obviously very much a part of that uh, relationship and history.
0: Yeah, I mean I would love to see Padme in this and it would be really cool to see maybe Padme and Kenobi having like a a deeper conversation than what we've seen in the prequels Mm -hmm. or, you know, seeing Padme and Anakin talk in a flashback, that would be really cool too. Yeah, I don't know if we'll see Natalie Portman coming back and, you know, she did come back for Thor, she came Thor. back
1: for Avengers: Endgame, and oh, oh, and Thor four, if that's what you mean.
0: Thor four, yeah. yeah. I think Endgame was reused footage. I can't remember. Was
1: it? I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> no, not Marvel. Explained over here. No. go, go to comics. Explained for that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, it, if we couldn't get Natalie Portman back, we could still maybe squeak Padme into a a flashback. If she were like in the background, kind of blurry, maybe, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is an interesting series where it does feel like a chance to introduce some elements of the Clone Wars to people who'd never seen it, to people who just watched the live action stuff. So we've talked about before, like, will Ahsoka appear? Will, Will this be a chance for the live action people to learn that Ahsoka is Anakin's Padawan, because she has never outright said that. Mm -hmm. She said that she's a friend of the family, um, but people who have only seen the live-action shows, they might not know that full relationship. So that could be a revelation. Um, You know, I don't want them to do do a whole lot of flashbacking, Mm -hmm. but I definitely think that'll happen and will be fun to see.
0: I think it it makes the most sense that we're going to see Crossover characters, characters with potential crossovers in the other live-action shows. So yeah, Ahsoka, any other character that we might see in the future for but, in live-action.
1: But I do like the idea of seeing something between Padme and Anakin, just like a distilled moment of the Clone Wars. like Just to see a little bit more of their relationship, because like we see it start in Attack of the Clones, we see it end in Revenge of the Sith. Live action viewers haven't get to act they haven't been able to actually see them as a couple so much.
0: I wonder if we could get like a deleted or alternate scene from one of the prequel movies mm. I don't know that they're enough to to work from with that, but it would be cool yeah sure
1: <laughs> I think I'd like to see something new but That brings with it all of these, you know, the issues of de-aging, and that's a lot of technical complications they might not want to deal with.
0: Yeah. Cipher Foxy wants to know if the Grand Inquisitor is the first brother, or is that a separate Inquisitor?
1: We don't know. And I've had this question myself for a long time, that, you know, we have Grand Inquisitor, and then does it just jump to second sister, or is there a first brother or sister out there somewhere?
0: This is, I think it was the last Q&A, or maybe the one before that, someone asked if they were going to be called the third sister, the fifth brother, and this goes into my theory that they're not going to use those terms, because it's too confusing. I
1: think they absolutely, why why do you think it's too confusing?
0: For the general public, they're going to have this exact question, is he number one, or is he grand, and (laughs) where... Where's the first two sisters? Why is she number three? Eh,
1: I don't think it's too confusing. They, they did it in Star Wars Rebels and no one questioned it. Like you can keep up with that. I do think that Reva has a name for a reason. And I still think that they're probably going to use both. Um, but I just don't see them ignoring all of their titles just for... I don't think it's too confusing for the general public. But I, since you bring up Confusion, I do think that maybe all of their titles in-universe is meant to be a little confusing. Uh, one of our friends <laughs> actually posed this to me a long time ago when I was telling him about the Inquisitors. He said, oh, maybe it's like SEAL Team 6, where they were named that way specifically to promote Confusion. And like, well, how many SEAL teams are there?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, maybe that's why they're, you know fifth brother, seventh sister, whatever, and then we're all like, wait a minute, how many Inquisitors exist? And it's like they can just keep adding numbers. We're going to be up to the 47th uh, brother at some point.
0: I'm the 32nd sister. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I kind of would love it, though, if the Grand Inquisitor took a moment to just let everybody know that he's number one.
1: Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. He should do that.
0: Miguel Rodriguez asks if we'll get to see Obi-Wan try to bring Vader back to the light side in the series.
1: This is coming from the line in Return of the Jedi where Vader says that Obi-Wan once thought as you do when Luke is like, they're still good in you. And he's like, "Nah, uh And Obi-Wan Obi Wan thought that once. nah. uh So <laughs> yeah, I do think that that is probably a jumping off point for this series. You know, a lot of people are like, well, how's that one line in A New Hope going to work after this, where he said, last we met, I was but the learner. Now I'm the master. So it does seem like they hadn't seen each other up until that point. But then you have this line in Return of the Jedi where it's like, Obi-Wan I keep saying that. Obi-Wan once thought Mm -hmm. that there was still good in me, but he was wrong. And I don't think he really posed that question in Revenge of the Sith. So I do think that we might see Obi Wan run into Vader and be like, "Come on, like let me try again. I failed you once, and I don't want to fail you again. I'm trying to give you a second chance. Yeah, come back to the light."
0: I gotta say, I, I might be a little disappointed if he doesn't at least try like a little bit. Um, and I, yeah, I do think that we'll see that in the series. But the the idea of like people saying, "Well, how's this going to work?" Uh, because of this line in this other movie when the series is like over we're not going to look back on the obi-wan kenobi series and be like well it just doesn't make sense because of that one line <laughs> i mean
1: it that might happen where i i will be like you know what it still doesn't quite perfectly mesh but whatever like i'm going into this series with that expectation like that's a possibility I also think they 100% n- know about that line. So they're pro- they're going to try to do something to make it all make sense.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but if they don't, it's okay. But yeah, I-, I like the idea that Obi-Wan for 10 years has been grappling with like, oh man, I failed Anakin, I failed the galaxy. So if he gives Vader another chance to come back to the light and Vader turns it down... Then I feel like that could help lift some of the guilt off of Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. Be like, okay, it's not just me. He made his choice, and like it, it's I don't know, just him being like, okay, it's not all my fault. <laughs>
0: yeah. Hopefully, he talks himself through some of these dark feelings that he's having, and you know, comes out a better man mm-hmm. at the end.
1: That's all the time we have for questions today. If you want to leave a question for next week's video, just put it in the comments below or sign up for Patreon to join our weekly Q&A discussion. If you haven't already, please like this video, subscribe to the channel.
0: Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok.
1: And as always, thanks for watching, and may the force be with you.
0: Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales
1: records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time.